2: <laughs> you got An hour to download it.
0: I think you should definitely do that.
1: You can shoot detective
0: movie.
2: No, I'm gonna do that. When the Galvin said, "Free solo,"
0: the group, oh, you won't. But that's okay.
3: Just watch. This is forty again. You're gonna oh, fall asleep so anyway.
2: Uh, I'm not.
3: Yes, you are. We're can't, all can't exhausted.
2: sleep on the plane because. Uh um.
3: huh. Good. good one. You don't
2: always snore. Always, at a disturbing level. I think you'll
3: be okay.
2: That's I it. I snore so much that I hear myself snoring when I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny when you wake yourself up snoring and then you look around to see if anybody saw you wake yourself up while you yeah. were sleeping. Well, um, I do that in the movies. I wake up, I, go, <laughs> I look around, and see <laughs> staring at me.
0: Who's there? What, who's president? Who's there? <laughs>
2: Speaking of presidents, Tom's been holding for us an hour to defend the president. All right. So before we bring our guests in, let's go to Tom. Tom, good morning. <laughs> Hi, Tom. I gave you your shot, Tom. Mm. felt bad. You were holding for an hour. Tom going once. That's it. That's all you got is once around here. All right. Please go get uh, Florentine and Zumak and bring them in the studio Just so I can see uh, Odilon's coming back in today too Good,
0: yeah, I told uh-huh. him to be here
2: Right and early So oh. so uh, I had a gas leak in my house Yeah They came out and they fixed the pipe And uh, then we had no hot water And I went and googled How I YouTubed A little loudish man. <laughs> I uh, YouTubed how to Start your pilot light Right, And I did it And I never felt more like a man Were you scared though? Totally scared Yeah it gives you, do you ever have to do that and start a pilot light on in, in anything in your house? Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: Not only did you say you gave me the John Wayne pose. What, I, you know. my, my, uh, I smell gas in my house really bad, so I called the gas company. and They were out there in like five minutes, and they were like, there's an old pipe that's leaking outside of your house. Fixed it, but they had to shut the gas off. And then when they turn it off, it kills all the pilot lights. So I had to go, he checked my stove before he left to make sure it was working, and then we had no hot water. So I YouTubed how to start the pilot light on that model. I watched the video, and I was like, I can do this. And I turned it on, and I waited on it, and then you have to press that igniter button. Mm-hmm. And even when you do that on it, they put them on a barbecue for you to do it, but when you hit it and it goes, it scares the piss out of you. So I did it, I did it, I did it, it was quiet, and they have a little window, and the light was lit, and I was like, oh, all right, it was uneventful. Then my wife says we still have no hot water today. Oh, really? So I have Olin Plumbing on their way over there now, to, to double-check it. And in the studio with us, the master of pilot lights, Jim Florentine, is here, <laughs> and uh, Chad Zumach is here. How are you, Jimmy? I'm good, man. It's good to see you. Good seeing you, too. <laughs> <laughs> are you on delay? Yeah. No, no. Uh, am I on delay? I don't no, know. No, no, no. What, uh, so how was the uh, premiere last night of the hankers
1: It was good. I, I, um, I, I, went, I was in L.A. on Tuesday. I went to the premiere party for right. it. So uh, it was great. They showed the first couple episodes. Like, when
2: do you get ratings and all that stuff? I, can I be honest with you about something? I don't feel like I don't feel like there was enough press for it. Like, we couldn't. We didn't know it was last night. We had to like look it up.
1: Yeah, I know. It, it's you know, there's billboards like in L. A. But how many people live in L. A. And how many right. people care that there's a new TV show? I guess it was one in Times Square. Yeah, maybe it didn't get the word, but I think it's it's twenty episodes, so eventually the word of mouth will get out there. Yeah,
2: yeah that's the thing. And then all and it's going to do exactly what it did last time. Is going to live virally, and that's yeah. that's where you're going to see it anyway. Uh, now, who who are the people who are doing the phone call? For those of you who don't know, maybe you're too young. Uh, Crank Yankers is a show where Jim and Kimmel and Neilan and a bunch of guys made uh, prank phone calls. And then they uh, used puppets to demonstrate the uh, the, the phone, reenact the phone calls. And they were hilarious. I mean, I played some of Tracy Morgan's calls for years when they first had the Spoonie calls and all that stuff. Uh, do you bring Special Ed back?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, we're still recording. We're still doing a recording calls. Oh, really? And still in production stuff. So they just said, look, the, you know, there's some good surprises at the end, basically, they said. So I can't, they'd like, you know. Don't I basically give out the plot to the show, right? So like, that's what they're kind of telling me. I do two characters. I do Bobby Fletcher, a guy who burps right. with the beers on his head. So I do, and I and you know, so I have two characters on the show. So we're I'm still recording, and we're still putting. Now, what do
2: you together. do? You go into a, a, a theater? I mean, a studio. How do you do that? Yeah, just a recording studio. We just go in recording studio, hook a
1: phone up to the board, and just you know, just keep calling people till we get a good reaction. And
2: how much of it is like you write down premises for where you want to go, or you're like, no, we gotta. Like are you looking specifically for people? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, uh, there was a one premise to Bobby Fletcher where I, I said I'm going to call restaurants, say, look, uh, I'm I'm a, one of them Yelpers, so I come in, I give you a good Yelp review. Can you basically comp my meal? Right. And the guy's like, yeah, no problem. I go, look, man, I got five stars. I do it to all the restaurants, and then I go, hey, can I bring this chicken that I'm dating? And he's like, I get, yeah, and I'm like, all right, I need a bottle of wine. And he's like, I don't know if I could do that. And then I want 17 of my friends to right. come. I want a picture of me when I walk in <laughs> on the wall and uh-huh. greet me like, you know, I'm some celebrity or whatever in front uh-huh. of my date. So he's like, no, I can't do all this. Uh-huh. Go, Look, I'm like, I'm going to give you one star. So it's, we always have an but we always wait to get a good reaction. Like, right. this guy got really mad. Right.
2: And how many yeah, of many have to call before you really get a good one? And probably,
1: like, you know, sometimes you get on the first call or sometimes it takes, like, five or six. Yeah. And where are you doing the
0: calls because I know that I'm sure there are people who are like, hey, I don't want to be on there. But are you doing it somewhere where you don't have to ask permission?
1: No, we still have to ask permission. We don't. We ask permission afterwards. Oh, okay. You know, there's a whole law where it's a two part, oh, one party consent. Yeah, right, right. Where so we, you know, wherever we're, we were calling from, uh, California. So I guess. It's a one-party
2: consent. So we know we're recording them, right?
1: So only one party needs to know. But then we have to call them back and get permission. Gotcha. Yeah, because
2: you're going to use it, and you don't want them to sue you. Yeah. So now are they usually receptive to it? I As think they
1: get 90 percent of the calls that they want. That, you know that they uh, they like when call back will say yes. Sometimes <laughs> it takes them a few days to wear them down. Right. right. You know they're like, no, I'm not going to be on there. And then eventually, they, you know, they they're like, come on, we're going to make a puppet out of you. And then all people are like, you're going to make a puppet? <laughs> I- <laughs> Can you make I- mine? Skinny. <laughs> can uh, you give me hook. more? Yeah. Can you give me more hair? I'll send in a picture. All that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. And uh, and so I I remember I, I don't want to make you blow it, but I there was uh, a lot of celebrities that wanted to do these phone calls in the first uh, couple of seasons. So I'd imagine.
1: People yeah, oh yeah. I mean, Eminem pretty much put the show on the map.
2: To say Eminem,
1: yeah, you know, after the first season we were on, and he he got caught wind of the show. He's watching with his daughter, and then all of a sudden, he's like, "I want to do calls. I want to be on that show, and I want to do them with the guy who does special, him, Bobby Fletcher." That's so. Funny. So, like within two weeks, I'm in a studio in Detroit with
2: Eminem making. How phone was calls. How he? He was great. Was he? Yeah, he was I, awesome. I feel like I feel like if you break him down, like after being with him for a little while and not being like being alone, he'd be pretty cool. Like he seems like a funny guy. But he's always got that that tough guy exterior in the beginning. I, I think I'd be like douche, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I was nervous,
1: you know, going to going to meet him, and, right. then, and then I'm in the studio, and he was a little late or whatever, and I'm just messing around or whatever, and I see him through the glass in the recording studio because was at his eight mile studio, yeah, or whatever yeah. we did it, and I'm like, oh man, I'm like, all oh, right, there he is. I go, don't be nervous. Right, I'm right. Like what well, he's just a guy because I'm worried. I'm like, man, if this guy, if I piss this guy off, he's gonna write a whole album about yeah. me. <laughs>
2: Who's, that? Who's this
1: dude? That he's making fun of? So, and he loved
2: you. Yeah, like, when he yeah, came when he in, came he in
1: I'm like, "Hey, man!" He goes, "He goes, I can't believe I'm in the room with special ed yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. And then we talked for like a half hour, and then we just did a bunch of calls together. Then that blew your mind. That's so awesome.
3: My favorite story about that is Eminem would call and prank Jim, and Jim would know who it was, but he would just play <laughs> Have along. <to> play along? <laughs> yeah,
1: because yeah. he did a special light imitation. I knew how he did it. He was a little off, and he would call my cell phone. And he goes, give me your number, man, if I'm in New York, and I knew his manager and stuff like that. So then I'd get these, you know, out-of-area numbers. He would block it, and then I he'd he be doing that. For, I'm like, I know who it is. I go, this is so stupid. Uh, You're terrible. And I would just hang up, but I would never say it was him. I'm like, I want Eminem to keep calling my right, phone. Right, right, right. <laughs> so every like, three, every, like, three nights, he'd be calling, doing the same thing over, and then just hang up.
2: You know, he used to prank us in the same way as Letterman. Because our buddies, Stengels, would be in the writer's room. They'd be having a meeting or whatever, and then afterwards they would just hang out and BS, and we were doing afternoons at the time, and Letterman would go, let's let's call the cow guy, let's call the cow guy, and Justin would text me and be like, pretend you don't know, just answer the phone, and pretend you don't know, <laughs> right. and, and I gotta tell you, I don't even know, I, w- I would just go through the phone lines, and they'd be unfunny callers anyway, so I couldn't tell, but he'd, he'd go... Every once in a while, he just gets a hair up his ass, wants to call the show once, but doesn't want you to know. And I'm like, he goes, but I always feel like I have to give you a heads up. I'm like,
1: all right, that's cool. What would he say when he called?
2: Oh, just, uh, hey, uh, you, you know, things like, like you know, right. weird, like, uh, how's, your, how's your plumbing doing over there? Like that, that right. weird Letterman stuff that only he thinks is funny, you know what I mean? So we'd, I, a lot of times, we were like, we don't even know if that was really, if that was him or if that was just a bad caller. He would That was his gimmick, to just be like a bad caller. Right. That's so that's so weird. Uh, Jim Florentine is here. Chad Zumach is here. Yes. He we had an interesting uh, show. While Chad was here, we had what I, o- I can only assume was a performance artist in the studio. It was a guy named Odilon who's got a big handlebar mustache and long hair and weird. And he set a Guinness Book of World Record for the longest fake fingernails. Galvin hated him, and Chad hated That's him, terrible. and everybody hated him, and it was great. And Chad made fun of his mustache, and then we found out he had facial alopecia and had to wear a prosthetic mustache. Made fun of the poor guy, right to his face. (laughs) He was just
0: one of those guys that dresses weird, has a big top hat, has long hair, but he's like, "Uh, why is everybody looking at me? Okay, idiot. (laughs) There he is up on Bone TV.
2: You can see him there. Yeah, there he is right there. I thought he was delightful. He's a sweetheart.
0: Very (laughs) smackable face. (laughs) Uh (laughs)
2: Yeah, it does look, it looks fake, that mustache. Yeah, uh, it is. We found out because Chad made fun of him. We found out he could not grow facial hair, so he was forced into a prosthetic.
3: If that's what you want to call Did he try to force his way on Carmen? <laughs> yeah. Hashtag oh, me too. Thank God I got out of that. <laughs> you just wanted to be your friend. No, 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 no. And I got a message from that Beetle guy. Oh, you and he, did? Yeah, and he says he doesn't have a skin problem. They just call him Beetle because his last name is Beetle starts with a B or something, so mm. they nicknamed him Beetle. I don't know, but, yeah, he doesn't have a skin problem. I'm going to
2: need to see his skin. <laughs> yeah, that seals the de deal. Turn. you got to go out with him now. No, yeah. no,
3: now, no. Did you
2: watch the, all the comedians last night? Oh, yeah, you were I judged. did. I judged. Did you have any idea that girl was missing fingers before she no, set on stage? Not at all. <laughs> did you hear about that? No. So we did this contest because we do the cruise, and we get a local comedian to win the contest to come on the cruise with us, and we're watching this girl, and she kind of looks like Thelma from Scooby-Doo. And she's up there telling jokes about Wisconsin and all that stuff, and then she's like, "Yeah, and I'm missing fingers on my left and then she held up her hand and she was missing these two fingers and I, like, I thought I was just with her for a half hour, and I didn't notice that at all yeah and uh and now she's up there jimmy and her phalanges around uh and I, I who did you did you vote for her do you know
3: I, I mean can we talk about this yeah i voted for i think her and the the one guy the kid in the suit yes that kid was great yeah he was phenomenal i thought he was so funny yeah i voted for those two
2: and then uh i don't know it was just it was the, it was the final night and i thought they were pretty good i felt like that last kid too had some potential the guy who went up last
3: yeah yeah he was a nice kid too yeah
2: i uh thanks to the urging of bobby kelly I've tried to do a little. Uh, You're funny. No, no, no. Yeah, Last you night, are. No, no. Last night was. Listen, let's be honest. I did. This, I did two sets before Bobby Kelly, and I'll tell you. The first one, I was, I was sick. Like I have like a I have, like, sinus infection. So I was already kind of wheezing. Then nerves kicked in a little, and I was like, I was on stage. And I was like, I can't. Am I nervous? What's going on? <laughs> and it was a little slow. Then I regrouped, and the second one, I did great on the second one, and then I was so confident that I was like, I could write a couple funny jokes standing right here, and then go up and tell them, and they'd be great. And they were not great. Dude, and, you must have been nervous before in front of Bobby because he'll give you crap if you don't do well. And he's recording it. Oh, he recorded it, of course. And, and I could hear him <laughs> laughing from the back. Right. And he's like, and then the whole day, he's like, I would love it if you went up there and did. And I was like, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm, like, I'm like, that's not where I should start opening for Bobby Kelly. <laughs> and then there's two comedians. One traveled to come here to, to middle for him, and then there's a host. And now these two guys are like, Why is this asshole get to go up here now? Before Bobby, like he gets to go. So you man. went on
1: after those two comedians, yeah, right yeah, before Bobby. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a tough spot right? because those guys are, be, you know, they've been around even though they're they're newer. I, I felt so bad. to go on after them. You should have really went on after like the host. The after host. He had like seven minutes. Right.
2: Thank you. That's yeah. how I felt. Yeah. That's <laughs> Bobby. Put,
1: like, yeah. No, he, Bobby did that on purpose to make you look bad, <laughs> no. which would have been it's way funnier if
2: you bomb than if you do well. I did not bomb. I did okay. Right. I did okay in the first one, and I would say I crushed the second one. The second one, okay, because I was used to it. Yeah. Yeah. I learned the material by then. And then last night, instead of getting up there and doing the material that I knew and I was comfortable with, I was like, let me wing a couple ideas that I had out there. That's not the way to do it. No, wing, that's, that's, winging, it's not the way to do it. That's
1: always an open mic uh, <laughs> you know, thing where people go, my material is so good, I'm just going to do a completely different set. I'm always, I'm like, always work on that stuff that works.
2: But then I was afraid that it was the same people that were there for Bobby. There was going to be a lot of those same people that night.
1: Yeah, well, you got, you know, I, that's why you only come through
2: town like once a year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hopefully
1: so, they forget. Yeah. So, yeah, they forget, and then you have new material. Yeah, that's why we don't, we're not, like, well, you should be back here next month. I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, yeah. You got to make people forget. Like, a band can get away with it, but not a comic. Right, exactly. Oh, so, you know, we
2: haven't changed our set list in five years. No, because <laughs> you, if you were
1: to raise your hand and say, how many people here saw me open for Bobby, there would have been like 11 people maybe, and they, yeah. okay, the rest of this room didn't hear my stuff. Mm, Sometimes know. it gets in your head. You feel like, oh, man, they're going to know these jokes and they're not going to laugh. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. you gotta, you got to block that out and just do it.
3: I saw Spanish in the bar. I go, I thought you were hosting. He's like, no, nah, I got bumped by Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, if I was going to be there, I was going uh, to. They, uh, like,
2: they were like, I heard them telling the DJ and then introduced Spanish. And I was like, Spanish for the Mike Calda show. And I'm like, Mike like, Caldas right here. <laughs> why would we? You like, were very sweet about it, though. You came up to me and he was like, do you, do you mind if I host? I was like, oh, God. I guess, yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, he learned his lesson. He's like, I'm going on first. I'm not
0: going
1: on. And especially if it's like a contest where some of the guys might not be that good. You don't want to. They could kill the room. If you get two duds in a row, go up. Right. Like all of a sudden it sucks all the air out of the room, yeah, so you need a real pro to get them back, and you, you know it's a, it's a pain in the ass, so get a, go up there first, get out When we do this whole tour of me and uh, Bobby and Rich Boss and Bennington, it's always like, all right, who's going on first? you want to get up? So there. you don't
2: have a set uh, a rotation order from for the whole tour. The we're not so sure what tour? it's going to be Bob oh, didn't
1: even start yet no we st- well we did a couple of test shows, we are right. starting in like two weeks.
2: Okay, yeah, figures right when we're on the cruise is when yeah. you guys kick it off, which sucks. Oh, that would have been great to do on the cruise. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. yeah, we should have planned that. Oh, no, that would have, been have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So it's it's you, it's uh, Rich Voss, Bobby Kelly, and Ron Bennington. Yeah, that's a great that's a great lineup, man. Yeah,
1: creeps with kids, and and, uh, and
2: Bennington uh, is you know this is his area. He's from here, and well, I mean, like he did radio here, and he has not been back here since the Ron and Ron show left. So uh, I would I'm so looking forward to getting him on the air when he comes back if you guys come in next year to do the show here. He's great, man. He no. he's
1: a great stand up too. I guess he did stand up back in the day. He owned the club right. in the yeah. area.
2: Yeah, he so that's been always been my uh that's always been my model. So Bennington did mornings and uh he did stand up and then he owned a comedy club uh and it was in a hotel in Clearwater. It was Brian Bennington's comedy scene. And that is where I got to learn about these great comedians that used to travel with Sam Kinison all the time, and all those guys used to come and perform with Ronnie here, and they, uh, and I mean, I, I, Carl so what, Bove, it Brewer and, there too, didn't he? Well, Brewer lived in Palm Harbor, so he would he would okay. work out over there. But like all these guys, had, uh, uh Lou Angel Wolf and Jimmy Schubert and guys that were all part of like uh, Sam's crew and Ronnie's crew, like I I grew up listening to those guys. So when I got on radio, I was like, man, I'd love to. I'd love to own a comedy club, man. I want to do. I want to follow Ron Bennington route and and do that because that's my that's where I'm that's where my passion is now. When well, we're I always tell people. When I first got into radio, it was all about rock stars. Now it's all about comedians for us. Well,
1: you know? yeah, comedians are almost like rock stars now. There, you know, there's like two, thirty comedians doing theaters around the country, yeah, and, yeah. and ten doing arenas. It's right. never been bigger comedy. No,
2: and remember when Dice did Madison Square Garden? I was like, wow. Yeah. Now he's on Sorry selling out three nights of, uh, at Madison it's Square? It's insane because
1: like, no one did it from from Dice did it like 1990 until Dane Cook about 2007. Yeah, that's Nobody true. sold an arena out in 17 years. Yeah. And now everybody, yeah, Sebastian just did four nights at Madison Square Garden.
2: Sebastian is um, amazing that he is so popular right now. Like, like he had been on this. He couldn't fill side splitters for years. And then all of a sudden it just clicks one day. With the Italians, and, and he's selling out arenas. It's, I, uh, ten years ago,
1: Dice brought me, Jim Norton, and Sebastian to open for him in Vegas. Uh-huh. That was all his opening acts in ten years. And Sebastian was, maybe it was 12 years ago, but Sebastian was doing comedy for maybe a couple of years. And he was good, you know what I mean? But he was, he, was, he was real new. Right. And he just got it together. I know, you get that Italian audience, it's amazing. That was There's ominous. another guy on the East Coast, Vic DiBetetto.
2: I hate him. Okay. <laughs> so Vic. Hated f- I don't know him at all. I just hate his stupid his stupid press shot. <laughs> Bobby is like, how do you hate a guy from a picture? I'm like, no, I'm I with you on that. Yeah, I, yeah. I
3: judge people on. Press photos, too. Yeah,
2: hate it. <laughs> but no, I, I, yeah, I know the Italians love him, too.
1: They love him, too. Yeah. The guy's like 57 years old, 58, kicking around. I used to open for him all the time. He's a really funny guy, just a local... Is he funny? Yeah. yeah. I, see,
2: I don't know. I can't take that away from him.
1: Yeah, he's great. So, But he never made it for some reason. Right. You look at the guy, like, when I first started, I'm like, this guy's a mod. How is he not on TV? And now he's like, if he's like 57, he makes some video about, you know, he's got to go to the store and go get bread and milk. Because right. there's a snowstorm in New Jersey, and it goes viral, and then next, he's a huge star. It's amazing. And he's selling out everywhere, which is good for him. It's good for comedy. Like after all these years, like you never know when you can make it. Yeah, he's kicking around for thirty years. Bobby
2: Kelly was like, uh, "Why do you hate him?" And I'm like,
1: "I just look at his face." <laughs> no, I know that is a, that is a bad that is a bad headshot. But you know, everyone's got a bad headshot. Maybe he was just being an idiot. Yeah, like, like okay. Like, I
2: feel like that it speaks volumes. I feel like that that is making me. Although I did see him. In the, uh, in that little short thing he did with Chris Stefano and, uh, Giannis Papa's little video that the Bayonne boys, or they do Bayside boys. And I was like, all right, maybe he's maybe he could be funny. I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> he could have easily been doing it like I'm going to pretend like I'm a male model, even though I'm not. I'm just <sighs> a, I'm just a dad. Yeah, like just being a, almost like a David Lee Raw thing where every day he's sucking his cheeks yeah, in every yeah, picture. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. so like you're an idiot. Me and my friends used to do that just to be an idiot. Yeah, well, so. it worked. He's an idiot.
2: <laughs> and Bobby's like, he used to drive a bus for years. The guy couldn't get a break. Now he's finally got his break. Have, appreciate him. Give him some. I was like, no, nah, I hate him. I absolutely hate him. <laughs> Uh, who else do you hate, Chad? Who Chad, else you know, do I hate? Yeah, I bet you we hate a lot of the same people.
3: I, I we're kinda of on the same page. Uh <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs>
2: Jim doesn't hate anybody.
3: No, Jim's, Jim's like the most respect. Everyone loves Jim. He's just solid. Yeah, solid dude. I just don't get involved with the drama. I know. You know I, I, I live just...
2: for drama. You stay out of it. Well, the
3: yeah, because
1: you, you, you got a radio show. You yeah. need. You know, it's, it's perfect. You know, radio is perfect for drama. Although we have
2: been pretty good lately. Yeah, we don't. I don't like to manufacture drama, but when it happens, you know, organically, it's wonderful.
0: Although Richard right. Pryor Jr. hung up on us oh. very quickly. You know about that?
2: No
1: i got to tell you that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you what, heard that. Is that okay. Wait, didn't one, was it Rain Pryor that wanted to bang you? Or was it, yeah. Was,
2: yeah. Rain Pryor wanted to bang you? <laughs> yeah. <Ooh>. yeah. <laughs> Evidently, the other Pryor would bang you, too. <laughs> so the story is that Galvin does a story on a Monday. It says says uh, Paul Mooney, Richard Pryor Sr., real Richard Pryor, supposedly put a hit out on Paul Mooney, even though they were friends and all that, was going to pay a hitman a million dollars to kill Paul Mooney, because guess he banged Richard Pryor Jr., and they had a sexual relationship, and that was off-limits, and Richard Pryor was going to kill him.
0: And this was coming from his driver, security guy right. saying this. I guess right. he had a book out or something.
2: And then Richard Pryor wigged out and set himself on fire, and it all went away. So uh, it's a pretty interesting story because you're friends with the guy, but the guy bangs your son, and that becomes a problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know how it goes, right? Well, it depends on how old was his son at the it, time. It doesn't matter. He Still, I don't want. You well, know. Richard,
1: Richard was was allegedly banging Marlon Brando and everybody else. His right. wife said he was by, and they stuff were like all
2: that. they were all into some weird stuff. But yeah. still,
1: you don't want your best friend banging your kid, you know? I
2: guess. Uh, I don't know. So, what? well, I mean, it, 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 it seemed I'm just, like he, I'm
1: just thinking of my girl best friend. If she banged my son, I, I probably wouldn't. Your girl best friend.
2: Now think of your now think of your man best friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't picture
1: he, Don Jameson doing that. Come right? On. Would he wear a condom? Because that would make a difference. <laughs> Probably
2: not. Because he thinks if he clean. went bareback, I'd have a problem. He, like no, it. He's like, I know Florentine <laughs> kids don't have diseases. Right. I'm like, All right. <laughs> so uh, a, a buddy of mine's in L. A. And he's like, we just did a podcast with Richard Pryor Jr. And wait till you hear what he has to say. So he sends us a clip of it, and Richard Pryor Jr. says that he was over the house one time with Sam Kinison and Carl LeBove, and Sam Kinison told him, Carl and I always thought you were hot, and I like to do anything that's, gonna, that's supposed to be bad for people, and, and uh, we want to bang you. And supposedly, uh, Richard Pryor Jr. banged Sam Kinison. They did a bunch of drugs, watch porn, and he banged them. Jesus. Right. And this guy is saying this. Like it's like it's not like and then like he's just a matter of fact that yeah and then I bang Sam and he's like it was weird for me because I wasn't attracted to him but we were watching porn and it was Sam Kinison and blah 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 and and uh, we're like holy crap so we're like we got to see if we can get the, this guy on the air so he agrees to go on the air and I guess he's got a book coming out where he tells all these stories so he goes on the air with us and I open it up and I go hey I got to tell you this all started earlier in the week. Where Galvin did the story about Paul Mooney. Is that story true? Because we didn't hear that from you. And he just hangs up on us. Evidently the agent forgot to tell us that he won't he can't comment on the Paul <laughs> Yeah, movie. on any interesting story. Right. To... We were allowed to ask about Bang and Sam Kinison, but not Paul Mooney. Not Paul Mooney. Yeah. So uh probably because
1: Paul's on... still alive and Sam he could say whatever he wants. Sam's mm-hmm. Sam's dead. So. so
2: Schubert's in here a week later and Schubert and Kinison
1: Right, they toured together. Toured toured together, party together, ran together
2: did did Coke together. Uh, uh, Sam dumped Roseanne off on Schubert and Schubert banged Roseanne. We found out all this stuff. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I didn't and, know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, was pre, that was probably pre-Tom Arnold. It was pre-Tom Arnold. Yeah. It was, he said that she had just gone up a couple of times, but she was already killing. She was mm-hmm. doing great. And one night he was giving her a ride home and she was, they were both too drunk. She couldn't figure out where she lived. So she just went back to uh, Schubert's house and Schubert made her sleep on the floor. And he's like, uh but while she was on the floor she reached for him and he was like, oh, whatever and he ends up banging Roseanne <laughs> and then years later goes on last comic standing and she's a judge. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um uh so yeah, so we asked Schubert and Schubert's like, I don't know. He's like he, he didn't he wasn't like, No way. Yeah, but, but he's he was like, was like I never yeah. saw anything
0: that would indicate that, you know, with Sam. But then several comics
1: uh hit me up and said, That's Schubert just covering his ass too, so mm-hmm. who knows? I don't know, man. I would say probably not with Sam.
2: But, I mean, Sam was so nutso on the drugs. And also, I just think you get to a point where you do so much. Well, he was, you know, also he was hanging out with Charlie Sheen
1: at the time. And Charlie was always bringing trannies around. So you never know. You know, so they were always partying. I was a big party house. They were yeah. all partying together. Charlie so. was always
3: bringing trannies around? That's oh, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I, I live in L.A. I hear all these stories, like Jamie Foxx. I hear them all. Yeah. It's all out there.
2: Well, you know, I had heard stories about Eddie Murphy, and then all of a sudden, Eddie Murphy got busted with the transgender prostitute, and I was like, well, maybe that is true. You never know. I think guys just get sick of banging people after a while. No. No, <laughs> I know. That's because we're not. No. that's because we're not there yet.
1: I, 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 I could I can, I can, I can bang ten chicks in one week, and that, and then next day look at Chad and go, Chad, do you want to get a room?
2: <laughs> 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 never gonna happen. Chad's not your type. And, 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 and no, no guy's my type. Never, what about David
0: up? Lee Roth sucking in his cheeks? <laughs>
1: that was a good picture.
0: What
2: about a uh, a really hot transgendered woman no. that still has her wiener? No, now it's so you and I have this. and I, I'm very open to people's sexuality. I do whatever you want. I don't care make yourselves happy, but I don't want to either. And and Jim Norton and Robert Kelly cannot understand how I could say no. So they're like if she's if you find her hot, then you want to do it. I go yeah, but I, the penis turns me off.
1: It's just like a girl. that's like hey man, I'm just in the men. I you know I like women are attractive, but I would just never be with another one. I don't know if Carmen's ever been with another chick. But oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So, but there's there's women out there just go no, it's just not for me, and it's just like a guy too. Like no but matter you what,
3: try it. That's, no. Like, yeah. But that's how I feel because it's just like I'm not into girls. That's not my thing. But I also I wouldn't know that if I didn't try it. I tried it and it's not for me. I went to a
2: buffet the other day, and they had liver on the buffet. And I went, you know what? Maybe as an adult, I would love liver. And I tasted it, and I just spit it out. And I go, yeah, I knew I didn't like liver. Yeah, so you, wouldn't, you, be, you wouldn't
1: be a good gay guy
2: if you spit it out. No, yeah. no. <laughs> look at that. Is that Belly? Yeah. Okay, that's Belly J. Who's that? That's a that's a a transgendered woman who used to be male a man, to female. Still has the male package. So yeah, man, but she's not going to look like that when you see her in
3: person. Yeah, that's all filters and.
2: Okay, but yeah. I mean, even if she did, what do you? Can you get through that? Would you let her go down on you, Chad? Oh. If you knew. If I knew? Yeah. No, I can't. Oh, there you go. No. Uh, there it is. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> like, you don't have to see it. You don't have to see it.
3: I, I'm like, I'm old school. I'm hetero, man. I'm just, you know, you, yes. like you said, you can do whatever you want. It's just right. not for me, not for you. I can't. I'm just. What old. if you get a Netflix special? What about special that? What about, what about that? A full hour Netflix. special. What are we on like, a construction site? <laughs> no, no. But
1: you get a full hour Netflix special, and you start doing theaters. You start selling fifty for her
3: to go down on me.
1: Yeah, fifteen hundred seat theaters, and you have an after your Netflix special, you start blowing up.
3: Oh, wait no, uh-huh. I just saw something.
2: <laughs> you start blowing up, Chad. I think Chad does it. Chad? Chad, the next question, yeah. Chad's going to be like, who has to know?
3: <sighs>
2: Do I get to pick the title?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes or no. 1,500 seats. Chad Zumach, doing blown away.
1: around the country. You got an hour Netflix special. You got a ton of heat on you. You're almost like, you know, like Mark Norman starting to blow up big time. Right. Oh, you yeah. The Seinfeld kiss. He's amazing, right? So you see what's happening with him. You see what's happening with Bert. You know what I mean? By the way, that's
2: that's how Mark Norman started blowing up. Yep, Bert, transgender woman went down. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. part of the deal.
1: So you're at Bert's level right now. You're popping like Bert, and she just
2: has to go down.
3: Is that what
1: Bert did? No, I'm just saying. Don't don't
2: don't avoid the question. All you have to do, yes or no. All you have to do is close your eyes. I don't know. Keep your eyes open. Whatever. You do
0: know. You just don't want to say it. He would do it. You're taking too long. I'd have to be hammered.
1: Yeah. Okay, so that won't be a problem. he will do it. <laughs>
3: all
1: right, so he's gonna do it. What about you? No. no I don't think so either. No, I'll do no, seven I, I'll do seven shows at sides
2: weekend. At the sit, time, go down, go back up. Uh, at the same time, I keep going, keep going. I will tell right there. I will say that's hot right there. I mean I can tell you she looks hot right there.
1: I uh, I don't want to touch her. Okay, so this, it's the this same theory when you go on a date, you see this girl on a dating site and you go meet her for coffee and she doesn't look like that at all. Yeah. Right there, she looks like an eight and a half. You meet her, she's a five and a half. Yeah, I would imagine. She looks that
0: more happens. like a seven and a half.
2: If you know what I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine. You that look, you look that close? <laughs> I looked. <laughs> yeah. I measured it. Um, how is your uh, dating life? Uh, it's all right, you know. Yeah, nothing, nothing great. Well, no, uh, no, no, no girlfriend or anything. like how that. How old is your son now? Nine. Yeah. Oh, so you're comfortable now? So now you can, like, you don't have to worry. He's not really like a baby anymore. Yeah, it's, yeah. so He's, he's, he's self sufficient. Yeah. So, um, no, your son knows you're cool. I've yeah. seen him on stage doing stuff. Oh, yeah. He's
1: yeah. up there. Uh, yeah, we just, you know, he goes to shit concerts with me. We go to baseball games. He likes the same stuff, exactly the same stuff I like. Luke right.
3: Florentine has better credits than me. <laughs> I'm not joking.
1: He was on an episode of Practical Jokers oh, really? a couple <laughs> months ago. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I took him to a taping, and I know Sal, and then yeah. they go, hey, what, do you want to be in a bit? And he was in a bit, and it's his favorite show. Oh, that's
2: pretty fun. Yeah,
1: so no, he's doing great,
2: man. Yeah, oh, that's good. And so now what? It's, so... You
1: get, almost get to the point where I'd rather I hang out with my kid than some girl that's just going to give me a problem.
2: Yes, I know that. Because I well. usually
1: find the girls that just get problems, just have a <laughs> lot of crap
2: going on in their life. Right. Like, uh, when's the last time you dated a girl Seriously like since my marriage five oh. years ago so that's good now, now yeah. You're, yeah good. Don't, don't get back in anymore. no there's no reason though yeah, it's yeah. like
1: you know any as soon as I meet a chick and she, she doesn't have a charger and her phone's on 1% I'm done I'm like <laughs> I'm, you're a nightmare okay? <laughs> you're a nightmare that you left the house with no charge I don't know where my charger is right. I only got 1% I, I can't find my keys I'm like alright that's, that's a red flag you right
2: there you do not there. need that I don't. you don't life. need it yep. you
1: does know. that happen a lot yep, oh, yeah oh, absolutely <laughs>
2: I totally get it. I totally get it. See, I'm, I'm married to that, so I can't leave. Not that I would leave. I'm very happily married, right? But I'm just saying, my wife is always my wife is I don't have a charger. I can't find my keys. Call, texting me during the show. I'm trying to leave, and I don't know where my keys are. What do you want me to do? I'm 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 earning the house that you're leaving right now. What do you want me to do? Right. But I but I'm married, so I have no choice. Yeah, I, your grandfather
3: did. Right. If I was dating <laughs> that,
2: I'd be like, hey, when you do find your keys, stay stay out. And then and then when you find someone that's
1: normal, I got their act together is a uh, boring.
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah, what's in? Uh, I was trying to think the other day. What's the What's the real happy situation? Like you don't want to be. I, I don't want to swing. I don't want. I don't want the person that I'm dating to be banging other people. Uh, I would like that. I would, like the ideal relationship would be like we're together, but I'm allowed to bang whoever I want. But I know that's not fair, so right. I couldn't do that. So what's the ideal situation? Do you, or or how about the guy who is in Utah and he gets to marry multiple women? It's just him and, like, three, four, five wives. I think I might like that. That would probably work because you go from house to house. They're not all living with you probably.
1: So So right. when you get sick of one or someone, You flip to the other house. Yeah, you start a fight with one. You just go to the other wife. So <laughs> that, would, that would be easy. But the swinging thing you saw, I don't know, there was a story from a couple of days ago in Kansas City. There was a swing party, and some guy went up and shot it up. He shot like five people because he got probably got jealous. jealous. Yeah, some you know his, his wife wanted to do what he was. Bo- she was bored. He's like, okay, and then he saw his wife getting railed. Yeah, and the guy William was probably H. packing. Basie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, yeah. yeah. that scene, and then uh, <laughs> nice. and then he comes back with a with a gun. They start shooting up the place.
2: Yeah, don't blame the other swingers. They didn't do anything. It wasn't their fault
1: that's that. That's the whole thing when you get into the threesome stuff there's a lot of jealousy going on I had an ex that wanted to do it and she picked out the girl really yeah She. I go alright whatever it's all your decision she picked her out and then we did it and then she got mad she's like you had sex with her the same way you have sex with me I go look I only have one style I go <laughs> yeah. 100 miles an hour <laughs> Okay. That's. Uh, I've always been doing that right, that's, right. That's, that's, that's my move
2: I, that was the only the threesome times threesomes are successful if you meet the two girls for the first time.
0: Right, if you're not in a relationship with anybody.
2: Right. Yeah. And uh, and I would just, I would throw it out there. Like, if, we'd be, if they'd be like, what do you guys want to do? And I'd be like, we could just go have a threesome until one day it sticks. And then you're like, all right, let's do it. You got it. That's the only way that that uh, works. If you, yeah, if you're dating one and she tries to bring a friend in. That's where it Because yeah, then
1: the friend's going to come around and then it's gonna, she's going to feel weird. And then the girl that we hooked up with was trying to contact me. And there was like, no, there was rules. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, if yeah. we're going to do it again, it was going to be all three of us together. Right. So then she was texting me, hey, why don't we go meet? And I'm like, no, that's against the rules. You know, yeah. if a girl's going to let you sleep with another woman, right. you listen to her rules, you know, and whatever they make up. <laughs> yes, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, you could do this, but you can't do this. You could do that. I'm like, all right, that's fair enough. Right, right. That's a pretty cool chick.
2: What if that, that wasn't her <laughs> idea?
1: Yeah, it was her idea, yeah.
2: So did she ever want to have a threesome with another dude? No, she wasn't in that. She wanted oh, a girl see, in the mix. that's good. That's which ideal. is perfect, I know. Yeah, I don't, my wife doesn't seem to want to do either, which I think I'll take that over, over or. It's like, I don't want her to be like, all right, we can do another girl, but eventually we're going to have to bring another guy. I'm glad she just doesn't want anything. It won't put me in a bad situation. Yeah, because if you see
1: another guy, you know. No, I wa- have to kill him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't want another guy. And if your wife's face. really enjoying it.
2: You yeah, more, more, <laughs> more hear noises how, I've never heard before. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's
1: probably, she probably will because it's the first time, same with you with another girl. Right. Like you got this new girl all of a sudden, so you can act different. So she's going to, yeah. 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 It's going to be a problem. She looks
0: it. at you all confused and
3: she's like, this is so good. Uh, yeah, is this what well, I'm supposed to be? <laughs> uh, you were doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, uh, it's better to just stay out of that. How long have you been married? 16 years. So back in the glory days, were you just out of control before your wife?
2: Um, I definitely had more fun than a guy that looks like me should. yeah, but I lived, I lived my best friend for six years and we just, yeah, like we think about now we back then we were poor, but we still had fun and, uh, I don't think we realized how great it was at the time. Now we look back and I'm like, man. But I'd give it for that just for a weekend. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's Florida. Florida, your numbers are
1: always inflated. <laughs> yeah. We always yeah. look at it like if you lived in Florida and you had a baseball car and people look at the back of it like, okay, you were doing steroids during <laughs> those years. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, my nephew moved out to Fort Myers, and I told him, I said, wait till you get down there. Watch your numbers. Yeah. Well, and then, he couldn't believe it.
2: He goes, this is insane. Mix <laughs> yeah. in radio. That's oh that yeah, that's
3: the thing. Yeah, mixing in local celebrity.
2: Yeah, it's over, and that and that's <laughs> great because I could go to Ebor City on a Saturday night in jean shorts and a blue T shirt, and no girl will look at me. I could be on the radio and wear the same thing and show up in Ebor. I would. It was great because I would. I, my best story is I was leaving one day and I was getting my car from valet. And I, we struck out. There were no girls or nothing. And then one girl came up and she's like, are you cowhead? And I said, yeah. And the next thing you know, we're going home together. And I was like, at the valet. I wow. That was a walk-off home run. <laughs> said, that, was, that doesn't yeah. happen to to regular people. I'm just humble enough to know what it is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, uh, she wasn't she didn't, she didn't wasn't attracted to my Levi's. I know it's yeah. up.
1: It was the same thing with comedy when you first started. Like, look, we have no health insurance. We're broke. But we get hot chicks that are out of our league. Right. Like, if we were working in an office, we'd never get these girls. No. So, that's your health insurance. <laughs> that's so funny. That's the way that's I look a
2: bad, at it. It's a good trade off.
1: Yeah, it's a Which is money. interesting
0: because your health probably declines with the girls you're with
2: who <laughs> you don't have the insurance. You
1: Absolutely. My my theory with with girls that are always gonna like hook up one night stands, bar they're fun for an hour. Yeah. You got an hour window where they're fun and then they're a nightmare the rest of the day. So you got that you gotta get that window where they're fun when they wanna hook up because if they overthink the situation, whether it be a threesome, whatever, it, it's it's gonna be a problem. Yeah. So you gotta get that fun you know, the girl that's dancing on top of the bar, woo, right. you know, kissing her girlfriend. I go, get that girl out of the bar now. Now yeah. Now because in another hour she's gonna be in tears. Yep. You're- you know, totally on your right. driveway, you know, calling an ex-boyfriend that yeah. used to beat her up. Oh, yep. I want to get back with you. I feel bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Her Uber suspended so she can't get home and you're drunk. And you're like, I can't drive you. Uh, Are you going to take an Uber? My Uber doesn't work. Uh, I, it's suspe- they suspended me because yeah. I punched the Uber driver yesterday.
2: He deserved it. Mm-hmm. You're like, ugh. Boy, I'll tell you what, the whole Me Too thing, I've had so many good, mo- so many moments where I made the smart choice back in the day. I had I'd, uh Drunk girl, uh, crying. A girl that I had hooked up with. I see her a week later, and she's. I'm leaving. She's leaving. I was like, oh. I, mean, I start talking to her. I look at her. She had tears in her eyes. She's crying. What? My boyfriend. I'm like, oh. and then instead of swooping in me being like, I come back to my apartment. I'll take care of you. I was like, here, call your father. You could sit in my car until he comes and picks you up. Like, I'm just glad I made the right choices back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I know I'd hear, then you took me home while I was sad and you made me do stuff to you. <laughs> you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you never know. I mean...
2: Um, do you hate Patton Oswald like we do? <laughs>
1: um... I don't mind him. I just, I don't know where he's coming from. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I, That's what I'm saying, like what he's doing. We've so. communicated before. I've, I think I ran into him once or whatever. And uh, I know he worked on Crank gangers. I don't know if he's on the new the new oh, he season. Did? He did back in the yeah. day. Yeah. Um, yeah, look. I mean, every people live in a bubble out there in Hollywood. I've been out; they go out there like once a month, right? And the people—they're insane. They don't—they don't live in the real world. They wait, you know. They—they they wake up and they just smoke weed all day, and yeah. they're trying to tell you about foreign policy, right? You know <laughs> what I think? I'm not listening to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know nothing. You write jokes. You know what I mean? You get on stage, big
2: player in King of Queens.
1: As soon as you have any stress in your life, you just go to your vape pen. Yeah, okay, I'm not yeah, going to listen yeah, to your yeah. theory on everything. So it's, they're living in a bubble out there, and I think once you get sucked in and you're you're part of the cult. You gotta stay in the cults, so you gotta say whatever whatever everybody else is saying and just toe a line.
2: Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I just don't like I can't wait to read that one of you guys smacked Patton Oswald in the airport, <laughs> saw him at the at the luggage thing and just wailed him in the face. That's gonna be the next biggest comedian. Like a Sam Tripoli will punch his lights out. I know. I love Sam. Yeah. He's, a, he's a maniac. Yeah.
1: It's great. Yeah, but it's, I don't, you know, I don't, I've never, that's why I never moved to California. I'm just, I see people, I'm like, I don't want to live around here yeah. in this. It's not, it's not healthy.
2: Where you? Where do you live now? I'm Jersey? in Jersey. Yeah. 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 Did, so uh, I, crank hankers make a lot of money for you?
1: No. Will it at some point or no, no it won't. It's it's all like Favored Nation. We all get paid the same. Oh, we really? just go in a recording studio for like four hours and we do a like I mean, a four it's hour fun. session. Yeah. It's fun, absolutely. But Didn't does it
2: make it? money for Comedy Central?
1: I'm sure it does. I mean it did back in the day and we're following South Park. It's on right after South Park. Yeah, which like, is- I just
2: feel like you're getting a bad deal there. I feel like if I feel like if they're making some money, you should be making some money.
1: Yeah, but you get it in it's it's just like you do radio for free as a comic. You go whatever, but you're going you're going to put right, asses the in benefits, the seats. Yeah,
2: and yeah, that's yeah. what
1: happened in Comedy Central back in the day with crank anchors. You know, so it just puts more asses in the seats and that's why you do it. Yeah, I guess that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so I know everybody gets paid the same whether it's Jimmy, you know, Jimmy just hosted the Oscars 2 years ago he's getting the same rate as me. Right, so right. it's all good. It, they worked it out that way where everyone no one's going to bitch about the money. Why is this gay guy getting more? Yeah. Look, I'll do it for free. I'm making prank phone calls I'm mean, I've been doing it my whole life. So right, 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 just that I'm yeah. getting paid. I'm like, this is ridiculous.
2: Whatever happened to the, uh, the Jerky Boys? To Johnny Brennan?
1: Yeah, I don't. I've ran into Kamal. I know they broke up. They had some kind of issue or something right. like that. So who knows? I mean, but it,
2: man, you remember when we were kids and that was like the greatest thing in the world
1: because they brought profanity to prank calls, which is great because there was usually never any curse in it. Yeah. So it was a whole other level with those guys. But I
2: mean, I mean, what a cult thing that they... I remember when the CD first came out, I was like, I know this. We've been listening to these guys for years on cassette tapes, you know, in the locker room at school or whatever it was, and then they really perfected those phone calls. I mean, you they'll be... You know, times now where somebody would be like, "What what color should we get?" And I will always go get sandalwood. You know, and I just make references from that thing. Yeah, and then they just dropped off the face of the earth.
1: That'll yeah, they, well, as soon as they did the movie, they peaked. You know what I mean? Like, they, true. When you get to the point where you're going to do, you know, they're doing Bud Light commercials and movies. Like, all right, let me just get this, yeah. get a little more cash, and then we just. I mean, how do you make a movie about a guys doing prank phone Right. Calls? Yeah, uh, uh, a it ninety was, minute movie.
0: It was great when you had the bootleg stuff. When right. a friend of a friend had a tape, and they're like, "You got to hear these guys." It's almost
1: like a band. When they blow up, yeah. like, all right, you know, they sh- I, I liked them when they were in the clubs, right, when I just yeah, saw them yeah. unannounced and all that stuff. But look, in their defense, like if you're getting offered like, what, two,
2: three million to oh, do a yeah. movie? Do what you got to do. Like, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know how far it is. I'm sure you know, how far this is going to go. So. I was in uh, Walmart a couple of years ago, and I, I couldn't walk from one end to the other. It was like Christmas time. Anything you could possibly put a logo on was Duck Dynasty. No. Blankets, lighters. <laughs> I mean, anything, anything. Shoes, cup, yeah, shoes, they did everything. Anything. And I was like, well, it's over for them. That was a good run that they had, too. <laughs> once you get that famous, once you get that popular, it's over.
1: Yeah, Crank Angers did that back when 2002 was the first season it was on. They did some merchandise. They had it in like Hot Topic, t shirts yeah. and stuff. They didn't do the puppets, though.
2: No, but if, if you do appropriate merchandise, if you do t shirts and things like that, people love that stuff. Yeah.
1: They were trying, but it just didn't pan out. You really? know, we're all going to get a cut of the merchandise, all of that, but it just, it, they should have made puppets. Yeah. Yeah, because
0: before uh, dynasty it was american chopper or whatever remember right. that was everywhere yeah. walmart had it on everything oh, yeah yeah
2: and then they just disappeared oh it's amazing how that works uh jim florentine is here chad Zumok is here these guys are working together uh, jim's going to be at side splitters uh tonight through through sunday or just through saturday through sunday tonight through uh sunday make sure you go see them 960-1197 or com, and uh, i'll tell you both very funny guys if you were there last night, you had a chance to see Chad. And Jimmy's been uh, great with the show. You did, you did our live gigs before. You did the roast before. And uh, our audience definitely knows. What the roast was say. great, man, that night. It's still I, legendary. I mean, we sit there and we go, "How? what can we do for another roast? Because it was so good. But it was so good, I'm afraid that we won't come
1: near what we got last time. Yeah, it would be tough. But you never know. I mean, I, I would give it a shot. That was, I, that, what was that,
2: like five years ago? Yeah, yeah.
3: Who was on it? Like Fitzsimmons, Kreischer? But, I'm going to tell you right
2: now. Without a budget, I made my dream team lineup and got ninety eight percent of it. Like you, I thought, here is what I'd want. If we can get three of these guys, and we'll fill them with local comedians. It was uh, Jim, Jim uh, uh, Norton, Norton uh, Bobby Kelly, Greg Fitzsimmons, uh, uh, the Stengel brothers from Letterman, the writers, um, Bert, Bert Kreischer, and then Mo and Johnny B, are two guys who work at the station under stand comics. Am I they leave anybody out? Mm, I think that was it. Yeah, and I mean, like the only person that I wanted to come do it that didn't do it was DePaulo, which caused a major rift in our relationship. Ooh. Your wife and my oh, your wife. wife destroyed when she went up there. Yeah, there she is there. Yeah, and I, my my <laughs> wife that I said to her, hey, you know, you might want to you might want to lay off these guys because they're like professional comedians. You don't want to making jokes about you or whatever. And she just got up there and burned everybody. <laughs> she scorched me. And everybody else. I
0: hosted it, and we were talking about it the other day, and I realized probably like a minute or two minutes before I was going to go on that I wrote jokes that I never tried out in front of everyone that I'm going up to do in front of Jim Florentine and Jim Norton and Robert Kelly, and I'm like... Uh, and then that kind of went away real quick, and I said, "All right, got to yeah, do this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I got. It was
2: great. It was great. Look how skinny
0: it. that guy is. Is yeah. huh? that Xbox?
3: Yeah, yeah Xbox yeah. back there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus.
2: Well, I, I figured that that's what they do on these roasts. They just fill the the dais with famous people that have no reason to be there. So yeah. like Xbox, just sit on stage <laughs> with us. Yeah. No, I thought that was uh it was definitely great. There's Jimmy. <laughs> I'm wearing that shirt tomorrow night. Shirt? Oh, <laughs> Is that your go-to
1: shirt? No, I just have. I have the same shirts. I've been. I've had them for like ten years. But don't
2: you? Have, yeah, don't you have some shirts that you yeah. just feel comfortable wearing? Yeah. That's how I am. And then I wear them like to play with the band all the time. But then after we play with the band, we take pictures of everybody, and I realize like for five years I'm in the same shirt in every <laughs> picture.
1: I do too. People like y- you wore that shirt nine years ago in the it, same picture. I'm like, so what? It's my comfortable yeah. shirt. I, I don't know what care you for
2: me. You look at my closet. I have. Hundreds of articles of clothing that I never wear, but I know where that that favorite shirt is all the time. Uh, I do. So Warren Sapp gave my buddy Pete a bunch of Nike basketball shorts, and, and uh, Pete l- took the ones he liked and gave me the ones that he didn't like. And I wore those basketball shorts since before my wedding, before my kids were born, and I still have almost every pair. And then uh, this this last June, we went to Japan. And in Japan, I had a little elastic issue with the shorts, and I finally had to lay my favorite pair of Nike shorts to rest, and I figured out I had those shorts for like 18 years. 18 years. 18 years. <laughs> like, Like, my, my wife one day showed me a picture of, we went to SeaWorld with her niece, who's now 21, and the niece was a little baby, and uh, I'm wearing the exact same, I'm wearing my white Nike shorts and a Yankee shirt. Now, the shirts, I have a million of the Yankee shirts, but I was wearing the exact same shorts when that kid was was you know 21 years old oh, so she's 21 now so it'd be longer than that I, I mean, I I had a ceremony. I folded them. I laid them down. <laughs> I had to leave them in Japan. I felt like uh, this is this is big. I could never change my mind and go back and get them.
0: Oh, they were probably made by a three year old there. So
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What uh, what else? The creeps of kids uh, hits the road. What October?
1: Yeah, October eighteenth. First show. We're doing about fourteen cities. Nice. Yeah. Where
2: where? Give me an idea. Like around the country. You going yeah, mostly East
1: Coast. Chicago. We're hitting Chicago, Pittsburgh, Boston. And the rest of the shows are in Jersey, Long Island, Pennsylvania. Yeah,
2: I talked to Bobby last night. He's in L.A. I said, what are you doing in L.A.? He goes, pitching, pitching, creeps with kids, somebody trying to get some dates. I said, oh, good. We're, uh, we're uh, in talks to trying to bring you guys here early next year, and that seems to be going pretty good. So. That'd be amazing, yeah. yeah. We wanted to, we, you
1: know, first, just the first leg of the tour. We'll right. do it through December, and then we're going to do the second leg, hopefully, at some point. Look,
2: you know, you know we love Florentine. You know we love Bobby Kelly. Uh, Rich Voss is one of the funniest comedians ever. I mean, he's, he's been on the show a bunch of times, but he's sporadic. Like he only comes down here when he wants to play golf. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so he's not maybe as well known with the show here. Uh, but he's a great comedian and Ron Bennington would be a huge homecoming to have him come back here. So. Was
3: Ron and Ron huge here? Huge. Oh yeah. Really? I remember
2: growing
1: up in huge. Fort Lauderdale. I was down there for like five years. Right. and I remember Ron, this was in the late eighties. Yeah. And uh, early, late, and it was Ron and Ron was always on the radio down there. That was even before Stern came into the market. But I always remember, I didn't know it was Ron Bennington. I I didn't really listen to it, but I just
2: remember Ron and Ron. I I moved here in 89, was a big Howard fan. Moved here, and I was like, no radio compares to Howard. I wouldn't listen to anything else, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you can't get Howard down here for nothing. My Uncle John worked in a bakery, so he'd be up at 4 o'clock in the morning every morning, and he'd make cassette tapes and send them down to me. And then I flipped on Ron and Ron one morning. And it just it grew on you, and then you realize how creative they were. And the team that they had, the Rons were so different. Ron Diaz, who's the godfather of Tampa Radio, big muscle beach guy, and Ron Bennington, you know, Philadelphia cigar comic guy. They were completely different but perfect together. Then they, had, of course, had Fez on the show, and uh, uh, they, their producer was the weird first. Like, er, like er, everybody has a Baba Booey. They had a uh, Billy the Phone Freak who was just like he's smart and weird, and they really they really capitalized on each person's personality. Fast Eddie would do parody. I mean, they they were the first show that I ever was like, I can't believe I love this show as much as I do. And uh, and then when I moved to Miami, they moved to Miami. They got syndicated and things got really good. And uh, I grew up, you know, in Florida listening to that show. So my top most. Influential shows are Howard and Ron and Ron. They really so are.
1: when did Ron, When did Fez come in? at a picture, what year? Fez was
2: there from day one. Oh, he Fez was, was there from day one. Was he, he was, like third Mike? Yeah, he he Fez did the Fez character, uh, but he also did other characters. He did the Nature Boy. He did, and he was he was just great because he was nothing like the Rons. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh and he, each person on that show was so different. It was great. Uh, and then when when Diaz Ron Diaz left. It was just Ron and Fez. It was Ron and Fez, and whoever was left from the show. And then I think they went over to Daytona and did a show for a while. And then they bounced around. I think they were in D.C. and then they ended up getting the uh, the XM gig. You know where where they moved over to XM, and then all of them moved to Sirius XM. Right. Yeah. So it's been quite the journey for for Bennington, and and it's funny because Bennington, you ne- you never knew for what he did. He was always like the um, the meaner one, you know, the the quick witted one, and Diaz is more of a straight guy. But then, uh, you know, De- Bennington has become this guy who now is the go-to guy when it comes to interview comics and do, uh, he's like the top comedy guy in the country now. And it's really weird because he was never that way before, you know what I mean? Right. Like, he was always associated with comedy, he did stand-up and stuff, and now, if you've got to do a breaking interview and it has to do with a comedian, he's the guy who's going to do it. He's amazing. Yeah, man. he really the is. comics love him. And he's, he's a great he a, dude. Yeah, but I haven't guy. seen him do stand-up in so long. Yeah,
1: I know. I never knew we did stand-up. He just started maybe three years ago in New York City. So I'm going to start going up. And he was on one of my shows. And I'm like, wow, i gotta, I got to see this. And right off the bat, I'm like, damn, this guy's good. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I did it for a long time. And I just stopped. And now he's a monster. I mean, I just, we just worked, did a show in New York City the other night, all four
2: of us. Right. He said
1: he had the best set out of yeah, all of Yeah, he your... had the best set out of all four of us.
2: Really? Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I really am. I love all you guys. It's all great comedy, and we'll uh, we'll end up bringing that here early next year. I'm Definitely, sure. like man. I'll be great. Right. I'll take all the credit for it. I'll <laughs> brought them here. Jimmy, thank you for coming in, getting up early, and coming down here. Go see uh, Jim Florentine at Sidesplitters. Chad Zumok. What are you
3: doing? Where are you going after this? I go back to New York. I'm doing the roast of Kevin Brennan on October oh, 1st. Right.
2: <laughs> who else Who else says that?
3: Uh, Dan Soder. Uh, you were supposed to do it. But- yeah, I got some gigs. Uh, Chip Jefferson's doing it. Oh, he got Chip Chipperson. I don't know how he did that. He can't get Jim Norm, but You're he right, got you get chipper Chip it. Chipperson. It's a little less money. Is this
2: going to be YouTube, anything where we can see I, it? Or? I think
3: they're filming it. I don't know where what they're going to do with it, but it's going to be out there somewhere.
2: It'll be a thousand times funnier than that Alec Baldwin roast. Yeah,
3: yeah, I, I, there was some good stuff. there. I yeah. thought it was good, too. Wow, look, I thought I
0: had some good stuff. I yeah. mean, yeah, they should definitely have more comedians on there. But I thought for what it, was, what it was, they had some
2: good stuff. So I didn't see, when I watched it the other day and we talked about it, I hadn't seen Nikki Glazer's set. Uh-huh. And I watched it the other night and she was fantastic. Yeah. She was it, funny.
0: Caroline Ray, they brought her, off, dusted her off and she did great. Yeah. yeah. She, did, she, had, she asked Nikki Glazer, she goes, Remind me again. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger.